Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Wednesday, May 24th, 2023. Stand up for your country. Lots of Republican politics today. Let's get right to it. That is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So we are going to have here in this news operation based on BillOReilly.com, the No Spin News, our radio broadcasts on and on columns, messages of the day, the best and most accurate information about the upcoming 2024 presidential election. So you all know that most agencies in the news business are corrupted now. We are not corrupted. We will tell you exactly what is happening and why it's happening. And I I will get the information for you which makes it imperative if you love your country, because this is a vital election, that you stay close to us. And we're beginning that coverage pretty much today, Um, but it'll really accelerate in the summer and then in the debates and uh, primary votes early next year. So Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, has done a good job, in my opinion, down there is announcing that he will challenge uh, Donald Trump for the Republican nomination. He's doing it on Twitter. Talked about it with Hannity today on uh, Sean's radio program. We have that posted on BillOReilly.com. It's a smart move by DeSantis, and his campaign is very well organized. Um, he gets to uh, form a relationship with Elon Musk, who's very powerful. Twitter is a uh, growing concern while the television news operations are shrinking. Um, so it's a smart move. And DeSantis is not going to be challenged at all on Twitter. He can be able to say what he wants to say. 
Then uh, he'll go on Fox News, uh, the governor will, and then tomorrow there'll be a speech. All right, so it's a very well-orchestrated announcement. And DeSantis, um, he has a chance to beat Donald Trump for the primary nomination uh, if the Trump campaign goes south. And it, you know, with all the legal problems and all of that, that's what DeSantis is treading water about. He's not going to beat Trump one-on-one. The MAGA voters are too motivated, too loyal to Trump. And in the primaries, when very few people proportionally vote, the MAGA people will dominate. All right. So DeSantis has got to know he's not going to beat Trump outright. Um, But if the Trump campaign gets battered by the legal stuff, then DeSantis is there to step right in. That's what that is all about. All right. Also, uh, in Florida, this was kind of snuck under the radar. Uh, In April, just last month, they passed a new law that says you can keep your job as governor uh, or state senator or any any other elected position in the state of Florida um, if you decide to run for president and vice president. Okay, so in the past, you couldn't. You had to resign. So DeSantis got that through so he can still be the governor of Florida and run for president. Interesting, right? Now, uh, right away, uh, Donald Trump attacked Ron Santos, quote, if he runs, he runs, but he's very disloyal. He was a dead man walking before I endorsed him for governor in 2018. He was dead, dead as a doornail, and I revived him. I'm a loyal person. If that happened to me, I would never run against the guy who did that, unquote, Donald Trump. Okay, nothing wrong with Donald Trump saying that. It's politics. Um, The other announcement this week was Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina saying he's going to run for president. And here's how he put it. Go. Joe Biden and the radical left are attacking every single rung of the ladder that helped me climb. And that's why I'm announcing today that I'm running for president of the United States. All right, little revival meeting there. I like it. So uh, Senator Scott, it served for 10 years. He'll remain in the Senate, South Carolina. Uh, He's 57 years old. His parents divorced when he was young. He was raised in relative poverty uh, by his mother, single mother, hardworking woman, who he brought out in a very um, classy way yesterday for the announcement, I thought. Um, He graduated from college. Then he worked in the insurance industry. He owns an agency, Tim Scott Allstate, to this day. All right. So in the Senate, we ran him down. Um, He was not involved in a whole lot of legislation, almost like Barack Obama. Uh, But he did, in 2022, get the Law Enforcement De-Escalation Training Act passed where uh, there would be a set of standards for police across the country to try to de-escalate violence, okay? A worthy law. And then also in 2022, he was behind the Democracy Defense Lend-Lease Act for Ukraine. Okay, he's a big supporter of uh, Ukraine and anti-Putin. Now, Tim Scott knows he is not going to win the nomination. He just doesn't have enough recognition or money to do so. So he's running for vice president. And there is a chance 
a fairly good chance that if Donald Trump wins a nomination, he might go to Tim Scott as VP. Here's what Trump said about Scott's coming into the race. Quote, good luck to Senator Tim Scott in entering the Republican presidential primary race. It is rapidly loading up with lots of people, and Tim is a big step up from Ron DeSanctimonious, who is totally unelectable. I got Opportunity Zones done with Tim, a big deal that has been highly successful. Good luck, Tim. So you can see the tone difference. And the reason is that DeSantis is a bigger threat to Donald Trump than Tim Scott. But again, mark my words, Scott, and I'm glad he's running, by the way. I mean, I, I think a guy like Tim Scott, who is an American success story, is desperately needed in this, in this political climate, even if he doesn't win. Okay, I like his voice. All right, on the Donald Trump uh, front, um, March 25th is the date set for his Stormy Daniels State of New York criminal trial. Again, this is political all day long. Um, it's really, really disturbing that our country could stoop this low. You know, they don't have to um, have the trial begin right in the middle of primaries. They could have it earlier. They could have it after the primaries. But no. And that's because the judge hates Trump. I mean, it's as simple as that. All right. Judge Mercan. And um, everybody knows what this is. Everybody knows it's take Trump off the board. And here's uh, the former president's reaction to the announcement of the trial date. Quote, just that New York County Supreme Court hearing where I believe my First Amendment rights, freedom of speech have been violated and forced upon us a trial date of March 25th, right in the middle of primary season. Very unfair, but it's exactly what the radical left Democrats wanted. It's called election interference. And nothing like this has ever happened in our country before, unquote. And that's true. All of what he wrote is true. They are trying, the radical left, the Democratic Party, New York State authorities, trying to take Trump off the chart. That's what they're trying to do. That doesn't mean the case is bogus or whatever. I think it is. I've given you my reasons. No one in New York City would be prosecuted for this kind of a low-level beef if there wasn't a political component, in my humble opinion. But I know New York City as well as any human being on this planet. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth, delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe, download now the truth. Okay, real clear averages, just give you where the race stands right now. This is an average of all the polls on Real Clear Politics website. Trump has got 56% support, DeSantis 19, Pence 6%, Haley 4%. Okay, that's where the real clear averages are. So you can see that Trump is way ahead, and um, I don't think he can be overtaken by the other candidates, maybe by the judicial system. President Biden uh, did nothing at all today other than commemorate the one-year anniversary of Evaldi, Texas. You'll remember um, 
19 children, two teachers shot dead by an insane person named Salvador Rolando Ramos, who was killed by police, age 18. So he took 21 lives, this guy. And, um, you know, I'm not going to go over the story again. It was uh, horrible, um, a stain upon uh, the reputation of the United States. And um, uh, Biden will use the occasion, I guarantee you, and we'll report tomorrow, of course, um, to bring gun control rather than sympathy and compassion for the families. Gun control will be what he does. All right. Now, yesterday, a 19 year old named C. Varsith Kandula drove a U-Haul truck into the gate at the White House and then displayed what appeared to be a Nazi flag. He was arrested by the Secret Service. He's charged with a variety of crimes. He will do heavy penitentiary time. Now, obviously, this guy's another loon. I mean, we got him all over the place now. But how this was reported is very interesting. So CNN is trying to rehabilitate its its reputation and not succeeding yet, hired Andrew McCabe to be a commentator. Now, McCabe was one of the FBI people, assistant director, in charge of the bogus Russian collusion investigation. And McCabe got fired from the FBI and immediately hired by CNN. Here's what McCabe said about the truck incident. Go. And I think you have to draw a line from uh, this apparent attack on the White House by someone bearing a Nazi flag to at least some of the people. It's hard to say how many, but some of the people involved in the January 6th attack on the Capitol. How do we know that? Because some of those folks were carrying the same sort of symbols, uh, Nazi flags, Confederate flags, things like that, that show you a commonality of ideology. Well, that's false. You know, my producers, best in the business, did a search with anybody with a Nazi flag on January 6th. Now, here's the bigger picture. So McCabe comes on and he says something that's blatantly false. And if somehow something comes to the fore where some demonstrator on January 6th had a Nazi flag, I will apologize. But we can't find it. Okay, so the interviewer of McCabe was Poppy Harlow. All right, she's one of the hosts of the morning program. Instead of challenging McCabe, going, well, how, how do you know that? I didn't, I didn't see any Nazi flag. I mean, did you see it? Where was it? I, no, doesn't do it. <clears throat> this is why CNN is evaporating. They don't have skilled people presenting and analyzing the news. Simple as that. That's why Fox News is falling apart. Okay, because the level that was expected of Fox and other agencies at one time was up here, and now it's down here. It's like a baseball or football team. If your players on the field are not skilled, you will lose. So I'm sitting there, I'm watching, well, wait a minute. I, I covered this story as closely as anybody. I never saw any Nazi flag. Did you? Did you see one? I, well, you would say that to somebody who's alleging there was a Nazi flag at the Capitol, right? 
A five-year-old would say, well, where, mommy, where was the money? Okay, but Poppy Harlow uh, just sits there. That's why all of these television news agencies are evaporating. It was like Prince Harry and, Me- and her, his wife, Meghan, saying they were involved in a car chase in New York City for two hours. Everybody who knows New York City knows it's impossible. Yet, when they're on the CBS Morning News, they're the CBS, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> it's like, no. There was no car chase. It's unbelievable. Carrie Lake, we had her on a couple of weeks ago. Um, a judge in Maricopa County, that's Phoenix, says, nope, wasn't any fraud in the vote. And uh, we're not taking any action. So Ms. Lake says, I'm bringing it to the Supreme Court. As is her right. Okay. Supreme Court will not hear this case. Let me tell you why. And I have anything to do with politics. Okay. The elections are the purview word of the day, of the states. The Supreme Court does not want to interfere in that process unless Carrie Lake marches in with clear evidence of fraud, voter fraud. And all of the judges, the state judges in Arizona said, you don't have it. So I do not believe the Supreme Court will even hear it. Border crisis. This is an interesting story. So when you've got 7 million foreign nationals coming across illegally into the USA, a portion of those people will be evil. All right. I put 15 percent as the human race, 15 hardcore evil. So with 7 million, we're talking almost a million that are evil. They're coming across. So in Maryland, Um, In July of last year, 2022, 20-year-old Kayla Hamilton, an autistic uh, person, was strangled to death by an undocumented alien. Turns out the person is 17 years old. Feds have not released his name. They should. They haven't. Member of MS-13, the violent El Salvador gang. Kayla's mother, okay, Tammy Nobles, testified yesterday in front of the House Judiciary Committee. Roll it. I don't want any other parent to live the nightmare that I am living. I am her voice now, and I am going to fight with everything I have to get her story told and bring awareness of the issue at the border. I will make sure her memory lives on. Murder itself is already taboo, but then you mention MS-13 and nobody wants to touch it. So the human toll of this open border, and President Biden couldn't care less about it, has been substantial. Um, So you imagine if you're a mom or a dad and a 20-year-old has autism and, and is strangled to death by an undocumented person who's in a criminal gang, how you would feel? Federal government has an obligation to protect us. That is obligation number one. That is why we pay taxes. Okay? Protection. President Biden, in the worst thing that he has done, threw that right out the window by opening that border. That single open border policy is 
the worst thing that Biden has done and should eliminate him from any voter consideration ever again. All right, an update on the L.A. Dodgers and uh, L.A. Angels honoring the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. We went over this yesterday. The message of the day, I lay it right out there. This is a Christian hate group. Transvestites dressed as nuns, appalling, attacking the Catholic Church, defiling the Eucharist, mocking uh, all of the Catholic icons in public. And they're going to be honored by the Dodgers and Angels at their gay pride nights. Here's what I said. Go. Look me in the eye. This is a hate group. The Los Angeles Dodgers wanted to honor the hate group. The Catholics and a bunch of organizations protested. And so on May 17th, 13 days after they said they were going to honor, the Dodgers rescinded the honor. But five days later, they officially reinvited the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence to be honored at their gay night. Shocking and appalling. Joining us now from Dallas is Dr. Matthew Wilson, teaches political science at Southern Methodist University, SMU, in Highland park beautiful campus there and uh, the doctor also uh, studies the intersection of politics and religion in america when you heard about this story as a historian and a political science guy um how did you react well i reacted i think with some sadness and some awareness of the historical context here that uh, people have to remember that there's a long history of anti-Catholicism in the United States and that at different times in American history, Catholics have been the target of people on the right and they've been the target of people on the left. And uh, that there really is still in this day and age when most religious and most demographic groups are beyond attack, Catholics can still be seen as a legitimate target for ridicule. Just imagine if the mocked were those who had a religious vocation in another faith, rabbis or imams or something like that. That would rightly not be tolerated. But would you think, do you think it would be under the banner of a hate crime? Would the federal government get involved if the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence um, threw out anti-Jewish tropes? Um, do you think that there would be legal action against this group? Well, it would depend on what they actually did. I won't All right, well, 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 but let's see. They went into a church in San Francisco, took communion, and defiled it in front of a camera. So you could go into a synagogue and uh, spray paint the Torah, right? right. And, that, and that would be regarded rightly as a hate crime, uh, desecrating the sacraments or desecrating uh, the religious icons of a faith uh, would, I think, rightly be regarded as... An, well, why, why wasn't it when we all know that if you spray-painted a Torah in a synagogue, you'd be charged? Why wasn't yeah. the defilement of the Eucharist charged in San Francisco? Well, that's what I'm saying, because unfortunately, there is a much higher tolerance for anti-Catholic hate than there is hatred. 
vitriol directed at other religious groups. Uh, it, it is an, a very regrettable double standard, but the reality is that anti-Catholicism is not really taken seriously by the federal government as a hate crime. Is it partially the fault of the Catholic Church in America because the Anti-Defamation League represents the Jewish faith, all right? And if you do something anti-Semitic, they're on it. But we don't have anything like that. We have the Catholic League in New York, but you don't, I didn't see any demonstrations against the Los Angeles Dodgers or Los Angeles Angels. Have you seen anything that's been going on for almost a month? There hasn't been any organ, organized, you know, you better not do this. This is insulting. No boycott call, nothing. So the Catholics seem to be absorbing this kind of punishment. I think that's largely right. I mean, certainly you've seen people like yourself and others who have spoken out against this, but nothing institutionally from the Catholic Church. This is something where the the uh, Archdiocese of Los Angeles ought to be speaking out very, very forcefully uh, against this Catholic display in their community. Yeah, I think Ramos, I think it's Ramos, the Archbishop out there. I think he did. But the other thing is that the press yesterday had the Illinois story where over seven decades, there were 2,000 uh, victims of uh, clerical mm -hmm. abuse under the Catholic Church's banner. That was everywhere, and rightly so. Rightly so. All right, that's a, just has damaged the Catholic Church worldwide more than anything that's ever happened, including the Crusades. All right, however, this Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, you don't see this anywhere. Right. It has not gotten the level of coverage that one might expect. Was um, it in the Dallas Morning News? Did you see it in the Dallas Morning News? I didn't see it in the Morning News specifically. No? I've seen some no. online coverage of, of uh, the controversy. I, it was in the AP, Associated Press. None of the networks covered it. Okay, let's go on to the Dodgers and the mm -hmm. Angels. These are big organizations, billion-dollar companies. And they saw what happened to Bud Light. All right. But they don't seem to have any fe They fear the progressives who threatened them once they rescinded the offer to the, you know, transvestite uh, hate group. The left threatened them and they folded. That's what happened. So it seems to me that the far left, way more powerful than the regular American. Well, and here's where we'll have to see how this plays out in the sense that if Catholics are truly offended by this, they can make their offense known by not showing up for Dodgers games, not showing up for Angels games. There are lots of Catholics who go to baseball games in Los Angeles. If Four they, million Catholics in, in Southern California. And if not they make counting their, San Diego. Right, right. Go ahead. If, if they make their displeasure known, if they actually make these organizations pay a price for this anti-Catholic act, then they could start to wield an influence that yeah, they it, could. we see they the left-wing groups do. Will they do it? That's very much an open question. Doubt it, because there isn't any central force now in this country that motivates Catholics to do anything. Um, it's really sad. It's a sad, wouldn't you say we're in a real down cycle here in our country? I mean, you're a political science guy, an expert in this. Aren't we in a down cycle culturally and politically here? Well, that's a big question. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot, a lot of things that uh, 
that contribute to that. But I would say one thing is the erosion of these, these organizations of civil society, of which churches are a critical one, that for so much of American history, churches played such a powerful role in building community, in building an, an ethos of good citizenship and of public service. And as church membership and church involvement has waned, we have a lot of negative consequences in our society, in our city. Yeah. I agree 100%, Doctor. Thank you very much for your expertise. Really appreciate it. And we hope to you talk again. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, some updates, some other updates. Uh, Hunter College, New York City, uh, Crazy Loon Professor, Shailene Rodriguez, Shailene something lean, Rodriguez, attacked a pro-life, peaceful student group. Roll it. This is violent. You're triggering my students. You're, no, you're not, because you I'm can't sorry. even have a baby. Yeah, so you don't even know what that is. You don't even know what this is. Get the out of here. Once again, I compliment those students. If I had been there, I, I don't know if I could have held my uh, temper. Anyway, after that happened, a reporter for the New York Post tracked that loon down, and the uh, woman allegedly threatened the reporter with a machete. Okay. Um, Hunter College fired her for that. She's gone. We're happy we could bring that story to you. She doesn't deserve to be teaching anyone. Target blows up. Yesterday, we told you that the CEO, Brian Cornell, was lamenting $500 million being shoplifted from star Target stores across the country, as he should. Okay. Well, now he's got a bigger problem because apparently Target was selling or is selling LGBTQ plus merchandise. Now, I don't have a problem with that myself, but a lot of people do, okay? And so Target now has ordered their stores to cut down on that stuff and move it to the back of the store. In addition, Target is in business with a guy named Eric Self-proclaimed gay transgender man, we don't know his last name, Target won't say, who's a Satanist. And Eric has designed pentagrams, horn skulls, and references to devils that Target is selling. Now, this is insane. This guy Cornell is an idiot to do this. They didn't learn their lesson from the Bud Light. And by the way, I should mention, I'm never going to see the Dodgers or the Angels again, ever. So this Catholic is standing up. And I'll tell you what, if this happened in New York, I'd be out there with a sign in front of Yankee Stadium or City Field. And I'd bring some of my friends with me. Smart life. Memorial Day coming up. Can't wait. Um, but... 42 million Americans going to be traveling, uh, 37 going to be driving of the 42.5 on planes and trains. Uh, and here is a Smart Life tips. And these are important if you want to have a good holiday. You go so fast like that, you know. So a lot of people take off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and you're back at work on Tuesday. I mean, that's like, shoom. first flight out. If you don't take the first flight out, you're going to get hosed, okay? TSA collapsed at LaGuardia Airport yesterday. 
collapsed and people missed their flights. Why? Nobody knows. Was it reported? Not really. But I had people flying in. They couldn't, couldn't get in, couldn't get out, couldn't get on a plane. Crazy. All right? And if there's a thunderstorm anywhere, you're screwed. The first flight out means the plane has to be at the gate. It's when you show up at the airport. And the TSA lines are shorter. First flight. So you got to get up at 4 in the morning. Get up. Take a nap on the plane or when you reach your destination. First flight out. Otherwise, man, I used to take the last flight too, you know, 10, 11 at night. But even that's shaky because they can't get the planes in. Now, driving. I drive at night. I will not drive anywhere during the day. I told you a few weeks ago, I went up to Boston to see my son play lacrosse. And it took me six and a half hours to do a three and a half hour drive during the day because it, it, it's the roads are all corroded, falling apart, an accident. So I drive at night and it's much, much easier. Smart life. This day in history, May 24th, 2018, Donald Trump did something very underreported, but very interesting. He granted a pardon, posthumous pardon to boxing's first black heavyweight champion, Jack Johnson. All right, that happened five years ago today. What did Johnson do? He violated the Mann Act. The Mann Act said you could not transport women across state lines for immoral purposes. Problem was that Johnson was driving his wife across state lines. Didn't, didn't matter because Judge Kennesaw Mountain Landis, first baseball commissioner, okay, who was a racist, railroaded Johnson. He got sentenced to a year and a day in prison. Johnson splits to Canada, then to Europe. But he comes back, all right? And he did serve his time. So Trump said, hey, this was racist. It was wrong, and I'm going to pardon Jack Johnson. Good for him. That happened five years ago today. All right, we got a provocative mail segment and a final thought I think you'll find amusing. Again, it concerns me, your humble correspondent. Don't want to be an egotist, but, you know, I want to keep you abreast of, of stuff that's going on in the no-spin zone. We'll be right back. Okay, let's go to the mail. We got George, a concierge member. Now, I'm going to have a special Smart Life segment tomorrow. about. We have helped thousands of people through the concierge member program on BillOReilly.com. Thousands. Nobody else is doing this in the media. I'm the only one. So we're going to lay that out, and uh, we'll have some stories to tell. Um, and I hope you consider it. It'll enhance your life. So Joyce says, as respect, uh, Mr. Biden's claim that we lost Bo in Iraq, a quote. I, uh, quick check finds that Bo served seven months in Iraq. He was diagnosed later with brain cancer. Maybe being in Iraq caused him to die, but no one can say for sure. But his father has a right to believe that. Joe Biden has a right to believe that Bo Biden's brain cancer, not in the family, by the way, was caused by exposure to chemicals in Iraq. And we should not question that. Steve Shire, Austin, Texas. Here is what's going on. The leader of our country and his administration get away with everything. They are corrupt. It is and now has bled 
into the fabric of our society and it's getting worse. In my business, people now breach agreements that are in writing and nothing happens. I agree 100 percent. The legal system here in New York has collapsed. You can have contracts, you can have whatever you want. Doesn't matter. Ultimately, after years and hundreds of thousands of dollars, you may win. But enforcement is crazy. Corruption breeds more corruption. Russell Gauthier, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, with the Department of Justice failing to investigate not only themselves, but the FBI to the Supreme Court, can the court appoint an investigator? No, Supreme Court doesn't have any power to do anything other than hear cases. So you have to file a criminal case and then it has to wind itself up through the appeals process to the court, which may or may not hear it. That's what we said about Kerry Lake. Supreme Court doesn't have any appointment power or any enforcement power. Susan Godfrey Tom, Simpsonville, South Carolina, I've been a fan of yours, Bill, for more than 10 years. I understand you're independent, but what does I'm not a Republican kind of guy mean? I said that, I'm not a Republican kind of guy. Very good question, Susan. Excellent question, by the way. It means that both parties, in my humble opinion, aren't doing their best for America. So the Republican Party is scattered. There's no leadership there. Who's the leader? Who? No one. Um, And they don't articulate a lot of the things that they want to accomplish, like abortion. They They don't say why they want to limit it or what the other side is doing and how that violates humanity. They they just, there isn't any articulation coming out of the Republican Party. That's what I mean. Paul Worley, St. Louis. Bill, it was a good thing to report that vets were being moved out of hotels and uh, for migrants to take their rooms, if for no other reason to bring more attention to the border crisis. No, Paul, we don't do that. Okay, we don't report false stories, ever. There's no greater good in that. I disagree. John Sato, Hicksville, New York. Bill, you can say you don't care about same-sex marriage. And as a Catholic myself, I do care about the word marriage. It's a civil union. Marriage is a religious thing and not a state thing. It's a religious thing in some sects, S-E-C-T-S. But... Marriage in America is a state thing. It shouldn't be, but it is. And anybody who's gotten divorced or been involved in some kind of contention during a marriage, you're going to get blasted. So my philosophy is I want all Americans to pursue happiness on an equal basis. Right? And if gays want to get married, I don't care. They're going to be subjected to the same insane laws, civil laws, that everybody else is. Matt Palumbo, Tampa. I enjoyed your take on the bakery pricing. I agree if the price is inflated, regardless of whether you can afford it or not, you should not pay it out of principle. Yes, I am not going to allow these people to exploit. Joe Darvo, McKinney, Texas. I watch you every Monday through Thursday on the first TV on my DirecTV channel. Yes, good, glad. 
I love getting to see you again since the days of the O'Reilly Factor. Keep fighting the good fight. We enjoy your candor and sense of humor. Thank you for remaining a bold, fresh piece of humanity. Well, I appreciate that. That was a nice letter, Joe. Bold, fresh piece of humanity is my bio. The book is now out of print, okay? But you can get it in the secondary market, all right? So they sell it on eBay and things like that. It's one of my favorite books. So you'll know about what makes me tick. All right, Father's Day, talking about books. We have the greatest book deals in the land, Killing the Legends, Killing the Mob. Together, two very interesting books, 18 bucks. You're not going to get a better. They're hardcover books. And then we've also twinned up Killing Crazy Horse and the United States of Trump for 18 bucks. So if you spend $36 on BillOReilly.com, you get four books. You can give them to dad or granddad. You can give them to other people for gifts. You can read them yourself. You can do a lot of things. All right? Team normal. So if you get dad a premium membership, you get all kinds of team normal gear free. They're there. Free. Hat, mug, bumper sticker, gratis. All right? It's tremendous deal. And we do that because we know how difficult and tight money is. Father's Day, June 18th. Get them while we have them. Word of the day, do not be insipid. I-N-S-I-P-I-D. Do not be insipid. Back with a final thought in a moment. So here's the final thought of the day. I'm dropping stuff all the time now. Constantly dropping stuff. And I don't have anything wrong with me physically. I mean, you know, I'm okay. I'm in pretty good shape for an old geezer. Actually, I don't see myself that way, but let's use that description for the final thought. But I'm dropping stuff. I'm going, what is this? I'm so, I'm 6'4", I gotta go way down and pick it up. So what is going on? I'm not in the moment, okay? Whenever I'm doing stuff, whether it's brushing my teeth or, you know, whatever it may be, I'm thinking about something else, something I have to do or a creative thought pops into my mind or whatever. Now, you've got to be in the moment or you're going to get in trouble. You're going to lose your car keys. You're going to leave your credit card at a restaurant. You're going to put your hand in the door. Okay? So far, I just drop stuff and I pick it up immediately before the terror dog can get it and swallow it. Okay? But this is accelerated. And I, I was thinking about it. I said, is it me getting older that I'm dropping stuff? Because I didn't really noticed that when I was younger. No, it's I'm not in the moment. I'm so busy, have so many things going on that I'm always thinking. That's not good. Whatever you do, you got to be there, no matter how banal or mundane the task is. And then now I pose this on myself. Before I leave the house or something like that, or leave the restaurant or the theater, wherever I am, the stadium, I look around. I make sure I have everything. I pat, do I have my phone? Do I have my wallet? Do I have my keys? You know, it's a complicated society. But I do that every time now. And that has helped. That's cut down on chaos. That is a final thought. Thank you very much for watching and listening to the No Spin News tomorrow. A special investigative report on Black Lives Matter. See you then.